0: Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Spock Sports Show, Chris Spockman back with you. Got Coach McIntyre. I don't even know if I want to call it the hot seat for you at this point. I mean, I think I keep it pretty cool for you. And when you have a 42-14 win, a uh, second one in a row, that's going to kind of you know cool things off. I guess I'll also say, how did that feel? You have two forty-two fourteen victories in a row.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, we played well. Uh, it's, it was a uh, you know a tough situation, a long road trip. Um, there was a game before us, which is unusual. Um, you know that kind of stuff, and um, so uh, I thought we handled all that real well, and, and we, we played for the most part pretty well.
0: Yeah, I got thrown for a loop myself even, you know, with the late start. It was that that game got over, and I thought, you know, I'm going to have a half hour. You know, I had them uploading our last podcast to play if need be and everything, and all of a sudden there was 15 minutes on the clock. I said, Justin Thorrington from said. Is that it? He says, oh, yeah, we're which they, they need to do. You, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? At that point, I, the, the radio's not what they're worried about. And so like was like, we had a, I think we got on the air. Craig before the Lincoln pregame show was pretty sure. We were pretty much right at kickoff as soon as we got on the air, but we got on, and what a game it was. Uh, they had it back close to the end of the half. The score was 21-7, and you guys were in control at that point, but they were just kind of hanging around. I had said on the air, it says, they can make it 21-7, go into halftime, they're going to feel pretty good. that looked like, man, they might have a chance to make it 21-14, but then Tyler Hutchins just changed everything with his pick six. Um, first of all, somebody that's battled through injuries, I know you care a ton about these kids. First of all, I want you to talk about how that – made you feel for him, seeing him take that? Because it was more like a punt return than an interception return, too. He had to jump over a would-be tackler and then kind of outrun everybody. Talk about the feeling that gave you.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, on both fronts, just – Go back to what you started with, like you could feel the momentum switching. Um, you know, we were about to score on that two minute drill, we had a couple penalties that called back big plays, we had a touchdown call back, and then we throw that interception and they get the big long return. and You're thinking, oh my gosh, we had a chance to be up 28 7. Now it's going to be 21 14, and they get the ball to start the second half. Like that was the thing, were... and then Tyler makes a huge play. <laughs> I mean, huge play. Um, so instead of the game, that was the feeling of that was a big sense of relief. And then, yeah, just for Ty, I mean, he's a grinder. Um, you know, he's just a tough hard nosed football player who's been with us since he was a sophomore and done a little bit of everything and, um, and, you know, just does whatever it takes to win and help us. And he's just a great, great example of an oiler. I mean, that's just the kind of stuff we want in our program and, and for him to make that big play one, it's awesome for him. And, and two, it was a huge play in the game.
0: Yeah, so he played safety as a sophomore, a little teeny bit of, of running back. Said you guys are loaded back there with Corey Davis and, and Max Humphrey. Did some kicking as well, too, as a sophomore, correct? And then last year was going to, you know, had, you know, hurt against, you know, just how good is he as a football player, man? Yeah,
1: like I said, he's kind of like a jackknife, right? Like, I mean, he can just kind of fill in a bunch of roles. So he was kind of, we were going in this year thinking he's going to kind of fill in the role of, of Max Humphrey, right? Like, kind of take over. That's what he's doing defensively for us right now. And, um, we're kind of slowly working them back into the offensive end of things. Um, you know, um, the fact that Caleb only plays on one side of the ball kind of keeps Caleb on offense more, but, but really, I think we've got three or four guys that could come in and, and carry the football and he's one of them. And I think you'll see us continue to kind of sprinkle him in more offensively as we move forward. Um, you know, the injury, he had an injury in week one this year, which slowed down what we kind of had planned. Um, and so we'll, we'll continue to work him back into what we're doing, but, but in, in in high school football, especially in, in, in bigger school football, the more we can have guys play on one side of the ball and not two, the better it is for us as a whole. I know, I mean, I was a two way player, so I know those guys are itching to play both ways, you know, I get it. But for us as a team, it's way better that if um if we can we can have those guys just on one side of the ball for sure.
0: Something we talked about in the preseason, got to see or I at least got to see it for the first time Friday night. The three headed monster, Rubio. Newbecker, the aforementioned Hutchins in the backfield together. Is that something we're going to see more going forward? And how difficult is that going to be for other teams to defend? Because, like I said, all three of those guys. Do-
1: add add K Ivey the mix. Touche, touche. Right? Yeah, I mean, like, he's coming on big time. And, and when we watch film. We, One we,
0: person's not going to bring him down.
1: Right, yeah. No, he adds a really good kind of wrinkle to, you know, kind of the opposite of kind of what Caleb's doing for us. And so, yeah, I mean, um, I, I, that's what I would prefer to do. You know what I mean? Like getting those big, heavy sets and and little play, little action, and get the different guys the ball. But you can see we're kind of, you know, developing into a kind of a, more of an open offense. I mean, Logan does so many good things for us. There's so many things people don't realize. Like a lot of our plays are two plays in one. I mean, almost all of them. And so he's going most of the time with the right read and doing things. And so that makes us a lot harder to fend when you can have those RPOs and, and, and things in those options to change things up. And so, um, you know, I think we learned that lesson week one, a lot, a lot of people are like, Why are you, be? you know, and if we put heritage again, they're a better football team than us, but, but, one of our struggles was we. I guess I just didn't know our team well enough at that point, and I learned a lot about our team, and I think that's changed what we've done. I think since then. weather.
0: You know, what I mean? it's well. As we get further away, we forget how right, weird, right, nasty, right. crazy. That, right. Like I said, it might have not been raining, but that football was going to be soaking wet.
1: But we didn't really know what we had in Eastern day at that time. You know, he was new, right? We didn't. We didn't know, um, you know how it'd be, and we thought we'd be more physical in the run game, and we really weren't. I mean, there were just things we kind of learned, and so we kind of expanded of what we had done, and we kind of um, have gotten better at that. So now, what I'd like to do is now that we've been able to really work on it is start to come back to some of those roots of the run game you saw us sprinkle in some of that three-headed monster stuff the other night and so now the more that we can keep people off you know wondering which one we're going to do and when we're going to do it I think it'll make us tougher to defend
0: now a friend of mine uh Gina Hodak teaches at TC Central she was at the game with me she actually helped me out just sliding the video around or whatever and she was amazed by Logan Chuck. and they had a really good quarterback there a couple years ago but he was more of a runner than a thrower you know and it's one of those I joked with him son saw him at the CMU game a couple weeks ago I don't think I'm giving him enough credit anymore he just makes some of those you talk about the the touchdown pass that got called back that was a, a throw 40 yards down the sideline and in high school football the two safeties don't really go towards the sideline that much because you don't have to worry about that type of arm strength but man I just remember she looked over at me one time I was just completely wide eyed and I says I, I told you he's division one court he's playing at you know our alma mater CMU next year
1: yeah no I uh Logan has really I mean he's developed every year and he's continued to do that and and he just I think things have slowed down for him a little bit and so he sees the field really well and he's got good man he's got a great arm right I mean like he makes throws that I've had very few quarterbacks that could make, um, so that's big for us, and now we're starting to develop some guys that can go get it, and, um, that's going to make us even better offensively, and so, um, so yeah, I think it's, 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 it's fun to watch the confidence start to grow in our offense. I think that's one thing, I don't know, did we punt on Friday? I can't remember, um,
0: maybe no, I, don't, one, think you I did. don't know, I don't know, but, um, I don't, yeah, I don't think cuz you had that one turnover on downs where yeah cuz you was kind of in no man's land a couple of times I don't think you did Yeah and so,
1: yeah and so um
0: you know I mean we're being real efficient
1: offensively I mean it was on, the one interception he has to own that one right before half a little bit but the other ones a tip ball and that happens in games and um so yeah I mean we're we're doing good we're doing good things and and teams are going to have to defend us I, it's interesting now I sit there and think all right I watched the film of the team we're going to play and I'm like man I got a feeling they're going to try to do something a little different because they know how well we throw the ball. Because you don't run into teams that throw the ball really well in high school football all the time, and so you're you're more geared to stop the run. And so um, that's why we got to continue to work on our run game, which improved a lot I thought last week um, because it just we got to make it hard to defend us.
0: Yep, and I feel like the credit you know for Barodachuk that I don't think I give him sometimes. I think the same kind of goes for the line. You know, I didn't really talk a whole lot about how well they played on Friday because, you know, I'm almost used to it at this point, but Newbecker had some big holes out there. And there was one particular play, I can't remember if it was late in the third or in the fourth quarter out of the I formation, where he hit, and we talk about him hitting the hole harder, he's getting better, he hit the hole at full speed. And I don't know if you remember the play I'm talking about, but it was just like, I remember thinking like Coach Mack at that play right there is like like, that, that's the play he dreams of.
1: Yeah, and we're, we're continuing to work with Caleb on that. I mean, but, but at the same point, you don't want to take away what makes – someone good at what they do right like a lot of times his shiftiness is his strength right
0: he's the ultimate that I'm not going to tackle him in a phone booth kind of guy
1: right yeah and so we want to we want him to learn how to how to fit our different run schemes and hit it the right way but at the same point maybe if we want a guy to do that we put a different guy in right And, and we let Caleb do what Caleb does but um but yeah no our offensive line is continuing to get better um you know, I had high expectations for him early on because so many guys are back. But, um, you know, it, it's a tough position to play and, and week in and week out. And we're trying to kind of find our fit. And we're, we're unique in that I think we have six or seven guys we can play in that first group. And we're still trying to find what the perfect mix is for that. But um, but I thought, yeah, I always did some nice things in the run game.
0: Time for a quick break here on Spock Sports Show, presented by Barbary Law Firm. When we come back, we're talking more with Coach McIntyre, a little bit about the defense from this past Friday night. Spock Sports Show, presented by Barbary Law Firm. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours, too.
1: Loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care
0: of you. My is Joe he can be yours Thanks so much for listening to this Spock Sports Show podcast presented by That Barbary Law Firm. Let's get right back into my conversation with Coach McIntyre, talk a little bit about the defense, how spectacular they have been. Zeneber Castellan, Rubio, Dole. I'm probably leaving a guy out, but it seemed like you had four guys on defense that were flying around all over the place. And Castellan in particular had a couple just – you know, we talk about the J&J auto collision report, Kevin Clare logging Lumberjack of the game. He had some hard hits in particular. Was the 13 was coming on the jet sweep the one time, and, man, he just – I don't want to use the word clothesline tackle because people think that that's dirty, but that sometimes that's how you got to bring a guy down. But he just leveled him.
1: Marcus played exceptionally well. I when mean, a couple of people asked me, "Hey, what do you think of the film? Who who played really well?" I would think Marcus had. Of all our guys, probably had one of the best nights. I mean, he he believed in our reads and our our keys that we taught him all week. You know, sometimes these guys you work real hard on their keys and reads all week, and then the Friday night lights kick in and they just start playing football. And he stuck with what we get the assignments we gave him and things, and and it paid off for him. I, I thought he had a really really good night for us, and um, uh, he he played exceptionally well. And like you said, those other guys played well too, but Marcus really stuck out on film and how well he played.
0: Yeah, it's you know when there's that pile. Number 28s getting up out of that pile every every single time and, and making some open field tackles as well. The two Bay Cities on deck. Um, Bay City Western coming up this Friday. For people who haven't paid a whole lot of attention the last couple years, this is a completely different football team than Bay City Western was four or five years ago, the last two years they have been tough,
1: yeah. No, and, and that's that's a good word to describe them. That's kind of the mindset that Coach Willards has kind of tried to develop over there completely change what they do offensively and defensively to kind of uh, feed off that tough mentality. That kind of you know, that they're like kind of a farm community, so to say, and so like they, they, they just they feed off that. And and um, the way they, their offense is, I mean, you talk about. Tight splits and guys, and I mean, we're gonna have 11 guys in, in a phone booth, and um, we're gonna have to be really disciplined and how and physical and how we play that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they present a challenge, they do every year. We, we had that crazy mud game two years ago, and, and then well, it was our homecoming last week, and we came out pretty sharp and made some big plays. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're this year, they had their quarterback who kind of hurt us last year is back. Um, he's He's really elusive, and they throw the ball a little more than they have. Now, they still do it on those condensed formations, but uh, they throw quite a bit more than they have the last two years, and that, that presents a different challenge. We got hurt on the pass last year uh, two or three times in the game, and so um, we're really going to have to focus this week on being assignment sound.
0: What do, you, what do you do when a coach in that situation? Because it's really tough for players when there's 25 runs in a row – and then they throw the pass. I mean, do you tell them to always worry about that deep pass? Or do you tell them going into a game like this, like, if we get beat over the top once or twice, that's not the end of the world. What you, what well, it
1: depends do? on what we're trying to get accomplished with our defensive scheme. You know, so last year, the way we defended them, um, you – Every defense, I tell our kids, every defense has a weakness. You need to know what yours is, right? And and what we're accepting with the defense this week. You know, are we giving up the flat? Are we, you know, giving this up? And so, yeah, some of the aggressiveness we took to defend them last year kind of opened up some vertical things that we had to live with and hope we could stop. Um, we're going to take that stuff away this year. We're going to feel a little different than that. And, and because especially since we're younger in the secondary and not as experienced with, you know, no Scooter, Aiden, and Kaden out there to, um, to kind of lead us. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the, that's why you do those things. You, you, you do 25 runs and then try to hit it over the top and make the big play. And so we've got to eliminate those opportunities for those big plays like that and make them grind it out.
0: And now kind of a maybe difficult question here. The Saginaw Valley North has already torn each other apart. Everybody is 1-1, one 2-0. and one, There's oh, you know, just two teams 2-0. and oh, You know, it's just that kind of even balance that you just kind of laugh at sometimes after a couple of games, you know, Midland Dow is the only other team that's two and zero, but they're about to go through a Traverse City Heritage gauntlet. Uh, what's it going to take to win the Valley North this year?
1: Win each game here, move forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, thanks, uh, Belichick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, that's our goal. It's an ultimate goal, and and but the one thing I've learned when I first started as a coach, I focused on those things, and what I've learned in my experience of coaching is not just it's either going to happen or it's not. And the focus needs to be on who we're playing this week and what we have to do to, to, to defend them. And win that. I know it's coach talk, I know it's silly, but really it's a lesson I've learned a long, you know, now it seems like a long time ago, but it's, it truly is the process over the product type thing. And, and it really is the difference maker. And so we have to keep our guys focused on that as well. If, if, the only way we're going to win the league is if we do the things we have to do to be Basie Western and then do the things we have to do to be Basie Central and then do the things we have to do to be Milindau. So we can't just start looking ahead to forward games and say, oh, that's, maybe that's going to be for a conference championship or something. Maybe it will be, but we aren't there yet. Yeah. So. Well,
0: I always joke with you guys that it, it's my job to look ahead. Yep. It's your job to focus on the next game. But I got to ask the questions. Yep. You know yeah, yeah, what absolutely. I Absolutely. Mean,
1: <laughs> absolutely. And it is – well, here's the thing. It's exciting that we've put ourselves in that position, right? That's that's the thing that we've done by rebounding from week one and continuing to get better and focus on the things we can do is that we continue to put ourselves, you know, the fun thing about high school football is getting get an opportunity to play in really big games. Um, and so we're continually starting to put ourselves in positions where those games might start to show up, you know, a conference championship-type game, a playoff game. A thing. You give yourself those opportunities by playing well, and we're starting to do that.
0: Well, it's gonna be, that was going to be my last question, but now, do you think the week one loss could end up being a, a blessing in disguise for this team?
1: Oh, Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I think it was, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I, you and I talked after the week one lost, and I said, <laughs> we're not, if people are throwing in the towel out here and asking, what's wrong with my and football? There's nothing wrong.
0: Okay. We, we. I said it again Friday in the fourth quarter. Yeah. How good is Saginaw Heritage? You know, he said, yeah. you guys have, since you've lost them, it's been 35 6, 242 14s. You guys are a pretty darn good football team. It just kind of speaks to, to how good they are. And like, we talked about it similar to Bay City Western. Saginaw Heritage isn't the same football program they were five years ago. No, and,
1: and again, we're talking about 16-, 17-year-old boys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we you know, we lost to Bay Area Central last year when we were a much better football team. So I, I, that week one game score-wise, I, again, Heritage was a better football team than us. But we learned a lot about us, and as you said, was it good for us? Absolutely it was good for us. I think it was good for some of our players who were returning who thought it would be easy. It was good for some of our young guys to see that this is how varsity football works. Um, It allowed us to evaluate where we had people, learn more about who we are and what we could do. Um, You'd like to learn those lessons before week one, but some of those just have to be figured out once you start actually playing. And so it was good for us. I'm happy that we were able to see those things and make those adjustments and, and move forward, and um, we're continuing to do that each week.
0: Yep. And and for people listening wondering, yeah, Heritage isn't in the SVL North anymore. i so say they're in the SVL South, so doesn't matter when it comes to conference standing. Said so you guys are still in a really good position to possibly win that SVL North. Coach, thanks so much for taking some time to chat no with me. Problem. I appreciate problem. Thank it. you. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My 1043 or Buck 92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.